Welcome to Conscious Business, where entrepreneurs learn to master their mindset, conquer their fear, and step into their bigger game. Now, here's your host, Julie Zuzak. Hello, and welcome to Conscious Business. And part three today of our conversation all about the dip. Now, if you're just tuning in for your very first episode, welcome. You might want to pause this episode right here and go back to number 142, skip back two episodes, called The Dip. Now, in that episode, I talk exactly about what The Dip is, why it's so important, and you'll get way more out of this episode if you fully understand what we're talking about. So this week I have something pretty special. I have another very special guest, another one of my favorite humans on this planet, and you are going to love, love, love her. Winnie Clark is a very talented actor. She's based here in Toronto, and if you haven't seen one of her films yet, I guarantee you will very, very soon. Now, in addition to being a talented actress, she's actually one of the kindest, coolest, funniest human beings and courageous, let me add courageous, that you will ever meet. Now, Winnie's joining us here today to do something really brave. She's agreed to come on the show to talk about her dips, what they look like, how they come about, and how she tries to really, really be kind to herself when she's in the dip, and what tools she likes to use to help get her out. Now, the reason I wanted to do this episode is a little while ago, Winnie and I were having a courageous conversation, a deep conversation. As you know, I hate small talk. And we were both commenting about some of our favorite podcasters and how they always make their lives look so glamorous and so real and so perfect. And we both kind of rolled our eyes at that because that's not real. Nobody is happy and has everything go right 100% of the time. So we wanted to really go through these episodes and talk about what it's really like when we're there so that it can help you to normalize what it is that you're going through. Now, I loved doing this interview with Winnie because, like I said, she's one of the bravest people that I know. And I also learned a ton from her. And something that I'd never really thought of before is really acting is just like entrepreneurship. And so there's a lot of parallels that you're going to appreciate in this episode. Now, another reason why I love this episode, and I think you're going to too, is that Winnie said yes and I knew she would. She said yes to trying something new. See, I wanted to do a podcast episode outside. You know, I thought we're right in the middle of a beautiful summer here in Toronto. So why don't we grab a mic and a picnic blanket and just head out to the park and see what it would be like to doing an episode outside. Would that work? I don't know. Would it be weird? Would people stare at us? Who knows? But I thought it would be kind of fun to do something different, right? To mix it up a bit. So we did. We grabbed a picnic blanket, we grabbed the mic, and we set up on a bunch of yoga blocks to have a conversation in the middle of the park. 
by the lake. So in this episode, in addition to the mightily engaging conversation you're going to experience, you're also going to get a taste of the real Toronto. You're going to hear birds chirping. It's a Friday night. You're going to hear planes taking off from Billy Bishop Airport. You're going to hear people passing by. It makes for a very interesting conversation. And you might hear us yell out streetcar every once in a while as they go by during the conversation. So thanks for tuning in and enjoy this conversation with the amazing, the talented, the beautiful, the kind, the brave Winnie Clark. Hey, Winnie. Hi. Welcome to Conscious Business. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited that you're here. (laughs) I'm excited to be here. So in full disclosure, we have to reveal where we are. Yes. Yes, because we're outside. And this is a first for me. You know, I love crossing edges and doing things that are new. So podcasting and doing an episode outside is brand new. I've never done this before. And it's outside on a Friday night in Toronto. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So there's going to be a wide variety of noises, right? Yeah. We've got background noises from the airport. Yep. From people picnicking. Um, Streetcar. Streetcar. <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be a taxi honk at yeah. some point. Oh, good call. Yeah. Good call. A couple maybe bicycle bells. It's like really cool ambiance. Absolutely. 100%. For the listeners. <laughs> okay, so for people who don't know you, um, they may or may not have seen you perform in a movie, in a show. Can you give people a little bit of an overview of you know what you've done and what you do for a living? Sure. Julie. <laughs> I am an actor based in Toronto, eventually based in Toronto and Los Angeles. And I've done eight feature films. One is on Netflix, Almost Adults. The other most current one, Nobody Famous, has been released on video platforms worldwide in 40 different countries which is very cool. I have not seen that one yet, Nobody Famous. It's on iTunes. Okay. Little plug. (laughs) And I audition for film and television. Ideally, one day I am a lead or a supporting character in a sitcom or working for and with Judd Apatow. Nice. What is, what would you say is the thing that you, the one thing that you are most proud of, Winnie? I think I'm most proud of not giving up. Because being an actor is, it. I don't like to say this out loud usually, but being an actor is hard and there's a lot of, I mean, any entrepreneur will resonate with this, but there is a lot of up and ups and downs and there is a lot of unknown and mm. there is very little stability and I see people now that I started with five or ten years ago that have given up. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, And I understand why they do. But I haven't, and I don't foresee myself giving up, and I'm really proud of that. I love that. So it's, I mean, when you think about it, there is a lot of parallels between acting and entrepreneurship. Absolutely. Because you are your own brand, your own business. Yeah, it's funny, you don't often think of it, but it really, really is. Well, actors don't think of it either, and I think that's part of the problem. I've been saying for the last three years that I can't give up because I'm finally starting to get momentum behind me. 
for three years. <laughs> nice. now, like I just said that again. I've been saying that now with the release of Nobody Famous. Just now there's momentum behind me. So it'd be silly to quit. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and can you give us a little bit of a, like the synopsis on Nobody Famous? I saw the trailer. It looks really, really good. <laughs> Thank you. It looks devilishly... Uh, cute and entertaining it is yeah it's totally in a positive yet evil kind of way absolutely (laughs) so it is about five actors that leave los angeles and go away uh, to a cottage for a weekend okay none of them are known at all most of them haven't actually worked and while all five of them are at the cottage one gets a phone call that she's booked a life-changing role like gonna get six figures be super famous, life-changing, and jealousy ensues between the characters. And it's really cool because even though there are some things that might shock you in the movie, we each play exaggerated versions of very natural human emotion. And so what what is your character? Like. I play Grace Bell. Mm. She is actually not a good actor. <laughs> and that's sad for her because she loves it so, so much. So she, she loves acting, it. but she's not good at it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like I'd like to think like after this movie ends, like she goes on and gets better because <laughs> she loves it so much. But she's not good at it. You find that out pretty early in the movie that she's not good at it. But she is very passionate about acting. Mm, So I love this. So you really embody that character. You've actually made an afterlife for her of what happens after the movie wraps up. Yes, I did. (laughs) You know you're serious about your job (laughs) when. Okay, so talk to me about the highs and lows of acting. The highs are super high and the lows are super low. And it doesn't often feel like there's an in-between. And there are seasons in the acting business, just like in in any business, sometimes it's, especially over the course of December and January, you're basically not working. Right. That's just for everybody. Right. Nothing is shooting then. Right. So you have to prepare for things like that. And if you don't, um, that those lows, and it's in... January and December so we're heading into winter and it's already can be a struggle for a lot of people so those lows can feel really hopeless (laughs) yeah well I definitely am resonating with this right the uncertainty and I I'd say with my business I always say it's fancy but I say revenue is lumpy you know so but (laughs) it's the exact same thing that that, that you were talking about right there's uncertainty because you're having a really good time there's maybe even two or three things going on at once or maybe you have to turn one of them down I find that Mm -hmm. too with some of my corporate clients it's you know you start to get competitive on dates and you're like please whatever you do don't book you know the 12th and 13th and then boom those are the exact dates they want yeah, I totally get that. And, you know, it can be it can be frustrating. It can be really frustrating. In this next segment, Winnie talks about her experiences of the dip, what her highs and lows really look like, how she gets in the dip, what it takes to get through the dip. And this is so important because I want you to understand what it really, really looks like so that you can recognize this in yourself someday and know that you're not alone. So today we wanted to talk about the dip 
about the highs and the lows that we experience. Uh, I've talked a lot about the dips that I've been through. I think they've been the most severe since I've started a business. I think, you know, as we say, it's the most intense form of personal development that you go through when you're running a business. So I wanted to know from you, um, what is it like when you go through a dip or do you go through dips? I go through dips. You go through dips. All the time. My name is Winnie yeah. and I go through dips. <laughs> yes. And what it feels like, uh, to be totally honest, it feels like the end of the world. Yeah. It feels like I'm done. Nothing is going to work. It feels like all my work that I've done up to this point is void. It's invalid. Um, it feels like failure, even though I've recently tr been trying to explore that word more because I don't know what that really means to me but I can say when I'm in the dip it feels like failure yeah it feels scary it feels um Hopeless. alone alone yeah yeah do you wake up what like how does the dip happen to you do you wake up and just find yourself in the dip or do you kind of slow slowly kind of fall into it the dip creeps in for me so yeah. it's a gradual thing that happens Definitely over the course of a day, but sometimes multiple days, to just depending on how fast I can catch it. And it's never been something that just hits me dead on and all of a sudden I'm down in the dip. It's, mm. it's always been gradual for me. Really? Okay. And so do you have, have you noticed over the years that there's a pattern or there's like signs that come up that you know it's coming no it's very sneaky very sne <laughs> it's very sneaky for me I don't know it until I'm too far in it to get back out usually mm -hmm. that's something that I'm working on now and I've been able to the last few times the last one time <laughs> I've been able to catch it before it got out of control yeah I feel at some point in the dip, I'll realize that I'm in it. But getting there, I, I don't, there's no patterns for me. Mm. I don't know how I get there every time I do. Yeah, it, it hides itself until I'm in it so far that there's no going back. You have to go through. Yeah, yeah. And what is, what is that, what does that look like for you going through it? extreme emotional uh, imbalances. Yeah. So like, do you feel the emotion? Are you at the point where you just let the emotion come up and experience it? Or do you fight it and resist it? I fight and resist. That's, that's where the sneakiness happens because it's, um, I, you know, it hides itself in a bad morning or a bad afternoon or whatever. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm so determined to not feel bad that it comes on even stronger yeah, yeah. and it pushes its way through until I finally am like, oh, I'm in the dip right now. Yeah. And that is often the breaking point where I can start to get out of it. When you make it conscious. Yeah. That's okay. So that's so brilliant. And I've been through many, many in my whole life, but I feel like they've been the biggest and the baddest since I started my business. I feel like on average I go through a dip like every six weeks-ish. Do you think acting brings you in and out of the dip? 
Or do you think it's something else that triggers it? Well, I'm open with going through states of depression. So I think sometimes that is involved when I go through a dip. Um, but when it's not involved, I just went through a, a quick dip. Uh, uh, we just talked about this the other day. Yes. Okay. So I just went through a quick dip this week and depression, mental health wasn't a factor in it. So do you ever look back and see intelligence in your dip? Or see, I learned something from being there? Or that happened for a reason? Do you ever do that? Do you ever have that reflection and see the good in it? I know for sure the answer is yes. Yeah, yeah. And you, you don't have to give a specific example, but just sometimes reflecting on it and seeing that that happened for a reason and that's what helped me to get here. And, and, so, and so often we look back at those are parts of us had to die off. Sometimes when the dip happens, it's a sign that there is a part of you that needs to die off and to break through to get to the next level. Now, I know this is a kind of a rich concept and some of you might be ready for it and some of you might be ignoring me right now because you're not ready to hear it yet and that's totally cool. It'll be here for you to come back and listen to at some point. Now, I'm going to warn you. We use a pretty cliche, ultra cliche metaphor here, so I apologize for it, but it kind of works in the moment. And we were outside, so it just kind of fell into place. But it will give you something to look forward to. So I heard this really great uh, explanation of being in the dip, and I wish I could have written it down and I could articulate it better, but basically he was talking about how when you get to that place and you're in the dip, there's a part of you that actually has to has to suicide, has to die off, and you have to leave it behind so that you can break through and get to that next level. And that's where that whole cycle of breakdown, breakthrough, rinse and repeat comes from. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It, it's like that... that um, you know metaphor of the of the caterpillar going into a cocoon and turning into a butterfly right you can't come out and be the butterfly until you're strong enough to break through absolutely and if you see that cocoon and you go by you know and try to like flick it open and help it along it won't be able to survive when it comes out because it has to be strong enough to be able to fly and survive and self-sustain yeah that's such an interesting analogy because I feel like literally a caterpillar is so trust, like is trusting that process mm, so much. Mm-hmm. Like they just know for sure that whatever's going to happen, it's going to be okay. And that's why they don't freak out when this cocoon starts surrounding them and everything goes black because they're like, no, everything's fine. And I think that that's a good thing to know when you're in the dip to take a step back and be like is everything really dark and scary okay cool (laughs) something like might be happening right now yeah and am I gonna be a butterfly after this yes yeah so if we could so if we could be conscious through the whole state of yeah falling and slipping into the dip being in the dip and then getting ourselves out um, that would be great. I think that would be a huge... I'd love to work towards that. Me too. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Trusting the dip too because that dip, man, it doesn't feel trustworthy. No, when you're in it. No. Yeah, when you're in it, it's messy. Um, I'll say for me, I'm better now, but I used to 
be in a place where I would refuse to not only ask for help, but just shut out everybody. Just didn't want to be any around anyone. No one could handle seeing me like that. And yet, you know, I'm the first person that wants to help everybody out. So, so do you have people that you reach out to now, or? So I do reach out to my partner Evan. It wasn't always like that. I would shut him out, or I would create a situation where he would leave. I would start a fight because I didn't feel that I had any value to bring in that state to the relationship and he also would try so hard but for a long time it would be in that unbeknownst to him of course it would be in that antagonizing way of just like look at all you got look at everything that's great think about all the people that have it worse than you um and you know of course he just wanted so badly to make me feel better instead of allow give me space to just feel the way I feel so upon figuring this out for myself and communicating that to him he's been such a help um I I actually on Monday when I had my dip on Monday oh you had a dip on Monday yeah I just had a dip five days ago (laughs) um when I I was able it was a fast dip it was super fast okay okay and I was able to get out of it pretty quickly um and I guess I knew that was the first time I guess that I knew it was coming because I was able to sort of didn't want to talk about it I felt embarrassed and ashamed and I was in it and he was super supportive and let me have the space that I needed and he was still around if I needed him and then later on that evening I said thank you so much for providing me a safe space to feel what I needed to feel and just him being there but not trying to fix it yeah was the best thing that he could have done and I think anyone can really do because we're human we want to help each other and we want to fix your problem I want to fix your problem yeah especially when you see someone you love suffering you want to fix it right away right and bless his heart Evan to want to help you in that moment but this is so good that I'm glad you're bringing this up because it's two things right it's reaching out to people and letting them know not just reaching out to them letting them know I'm in the dip what's going on right and also have that conversation before about how you want to be handled in that moment because I'm like you if I'm in a really if I'm having sort of an off day or feeling a little bit low about something maybe you can like say hey you have really nice hair or give me a compliment or mirror something nice that will get me you know feeling a little bit better but when I'm really 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 deep in the dip don't you dare even try to like smile at me I just want you to hold space I want you to witness where I am and I want you to acknowledge that it's really effing hard like that's what I need in that moment and so I don't know I'm just unscientifically and talking to people in the last you know conversations that I've had it seems like a lot of people are are feeling that same way that when you're in that really deep place don't try to like just swing me back up to 100% because it's just not gonna happen yeah I think it's so validating for someone to be with you and appreciate you as a human being just the way you are in that moment yeah it's not trying to make you feel any other way than what you feel and they still like want to be with you that's why we ran away right because we're like I don't provide any value leave me alone but if someone can say I still like love you and I'm still here for you just the way you are in this moment of emotional crisis or whatever it is that in that that's like 
Oh my gosh, that's that golden. means everything to yeah. me. It's, I love you so much, I'm not gonna try to fix you in this moment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna let you be messy, and I'm gonna witness that, and I'm just going to hold you. All right, next up in this segment, Winnie shares her top tips to avoid the dip and or get yourself out of the dip. Then we also talk about asking for help, right? One of the main reasons why I wanted to do these episodes. And unfortunately, I have to bust out my BS detector with her to call her out on a belief. So see if you can listen in here for that. And there's one more thing I want you to listen for. Listen for the moment when one of Winnie's saboteurs presences itself to tell her that she doesn't deserve to be in the dip. It's a really, really, really sneaky saboteur. See if you can hear the exact moment when it shows up. Leading up to a dip, if I really take a look at it, I'm not feeding myself properly. Oh, so food's a big part of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I start just eating infrequently and what I'm eating isn't nourishing my body and my mind so that's part of it so I look at nutrition I will meditate a lot five times a day (laughs) that helps to get you out yeah when you're in the dip you actually can get yourself to meditate yeah that is impressive that's a new skill okay okay. that's recent yeah I've been meditating every day for about a year wow so that's something that I think has built up momentum that I can sit down and, but even when I'm meditating now in the dip, I'll I'll physically feel the tension leave my body in one minute and then it will come back during the meditation. The tension, the anxiety will come right back. And so it's this like ping pong of just trying and hopefully by the end of 10 or 20 minutes, you have that, that tension has left your body but sometimes it doesn't work yeah yeah but I'm gonna keep trying keep trying well that's impressive I mean to sit down and and find five times in a day to focus on meditation is yeah brilliant but I think it's a great tool okay so these are good tips so nutrition definitely um meditation exercise exercise your boxing right boxing and yoga and boxing of course yoga yoga (laughs) um yeah definitely it's yoga. mostly I mostly do yoga mm-hmm. yeah because the the reasoning behind that is when I'm in the dip I feel like I'm 500 pounds mm. oh so it feels a he- you feel I heaviness feel so heavy yeah. walking is hard everything is hard yeah. so yoga is a little it eases you into that physical activity I find it easier than to hit up a boxing class and try and because I just it. feel like my arms are 10,000 pounds yeah. <laughs> got it these are great tips to help get people out of the dip what about reaching out and asking for help it's so hard Julie is that a fact or is that a belief is that a fact or is that a belief it's a belief it's a belief I have been doing a lot of work uh, on reaching out for help and you're right it is a belief but there's so much shame around asking for help it this is just me personally yeah there's so much shame around it because I don't feel like I deserve to be in the dip oh let's stay here that was so interesting 
you don't feel like you deserve to be in the dip. Yeah. Can, can we stay here for a minute? Yeah. Like, can you tell me more about that? Yeah. I feel like I have a really great life. I was brought up middle class. I am privileged for sure. Um, and so when I'm in the dip, I feel like there's no reason for me to be in the dip. Oh, got it. And so that just is, it's so shameful to ask someone for help because I'm one, afraid that I'll get the answer, that sort of stock answer of, you know, just feel positive. Yeah. You know, things things will get better. Yeah, it is patronizing. They don't mean to, of course. <laughs> They're trying to help. Of course. But so that's a fear. And then, um, you know, just feeling like I, I don't deserve to be there. Yeah. So that is really, really hard for me to hear you not only be in this place of suffering, but then also to layer on this judgment of yourself that you're not allowed to feel whatever the heck it is that you're feeling. Yeah. I agree with you. I've been working on it. (laughs) I'm glad you're working on it. Um, Brene Brown has a great way to address that and talk about when when we can't accept help from others. And she says that when we we don't accept help, we're actually placing uh, judgment on people that we do help when we try to help them. Right? Because we're saying, you need help, but me, I don't need help. <laughs> I'm but I glorious. He- what I'm hearing from you is actually you don't deserve help, which actually is, is kind of a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad that you're working on that Thank and leaning you. in. Yeah. But I, like, yeah, just for anyone listening, it's, if you feel like it's hard to ask for help, it, you're not alone. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's really hard. But when you do ask for help, every time I've reached out to someone, when I'm in it, again, it's making it conscious. And like so soon after, I feel a the shift. L- like, yeah, there's a shift that yeah. happens. The, the weight of it all like starts to relieve itself. I like see the light and I start walking towards it. So I know that it helps immensely to ask for help and it's just being brave enough to ask for it when you're in it yeah you got it 100% that is that first step that you take that does absolutely make it conscious and that's when we take that swing to start to go back up Okay, did you hear Winnie's saboteur? Presence itself and tell her that she doesn't deserve to be in the dip because life is so good to her? So sneaky, right? Saboteurs are so, so sneaky. But the good news is, is that she's aware already of the belief. That's how she was able to tell us about it. And like she said, she's doing the work to really, really shift it. Now, in this last segment, we talk about self-sabotage and how sometimes believe it or not, it's actually our fault and our fear that causes the dip. We actually can self-sabotage ourselves and throw ourselves, thrust ourselves into the dip. So I want to I want to bring up something we, we were chatting about before, which is sa- self-sabotage and putting yourself into a dip. 
when things, because this is something that we talked about as a pattern that sometimes we notice in ourselves. When things are going really good, when you're in those high highs, sometimes we start to have those moments of self-doubt, like, do I deserve this? Can I sustain this? And it's almost that fear of success that we propel ourselves into the dip. Yes, I agree. I, it, it, we have created a, a limit for how good we can feel. And if we start to surpass that limit, that's the unknown. And the unknown is sometimes just as scary as the dip is. Mm-hmm. So if everything is going really well, past what your threshold is of success or love or um, anything good, money, if a lot of money is coming to you, anything good, you, and I've done it to myself, you, you can create a fight with your partner, you can um, make a, a, a horrible bet and lose a bunch of money. Um, you, there's so many things that you can do to come down from that high. And I think it's partly because we, we all have, like, we're not sure if we deserve it. We're not sure if we can handle it because it's unknown. Yeah, it's new. It's scary. It's overwhelming. There's so many reasons why we self-sabotage. But that's an important thing because, you know, sometimes the dip can come on its own. And sometimes we can sort of propel ourselves in the dip because we do self-sabotage. And maybe we turn down an opportunity or whatever happens that we, you know, try to try to destroy whatever good is coming our way because it's just overwhelming. Yeah. And I've actually, I've, feel like I go longer now between dips because I will start something in my head maybe a fight with my partner and I'll I'll step back and say I had a really good day and now I'm gonna choose to end it with this over this what's actually going on Mm. am I afraid of all like all of the goodness that I had in my day and 80% of the time I was yeah. afraid yeah. of everything good coming my way. And so I started something that would bring me back down to earth. You know, I felt like my head was in the clouds. It was super high. It was beyond high that I've experienced before. And so I brought myself back down. So I think if you start becoming aware of that, like that's a that's a game changer for actors and entrepreneurs. So I want to give you a chance to give any other shout outs of advice or wisdom. Just that you're not alone. It's not a bad thing. I think that's really what people need to know because it feels bad. Mm-hmm. And automatically you think if it feels bad, then it probably is bad, which is, is you're right on many other things, but being in the dip isn't a, a negative thing. It's something that we all go through and it's, um, it's just, it's give yourself a little love. Tell yourself you love yourself when you're down in the dip because that person, that version of you is just as whole. Like it's just, it's part of you. Oh, like wow. So you don't need to separate that part of you from the whole of you. That's so beautiful. Nurture yourself when you're in the dip. Because yeah. what we've given is all tips to get out of the dip. And I do say that. Get yourself out of there as quickly as possible. But that's interesting too. Like maybe it doesn't need to be a half hour or a half day dip. Maybe you need to be there in a couple days. So what can you do to nourish yourself 
in that space. For me, the first thing that pops to mind is always like a warm bubble bath. I love totally. baths, especially in the winter. I will literally take a bath every day. All right, so let's start to wrap up and wind down this interview. Thank you so much, Winnie, for being here, for chatting with me on this podcasting picnic. Thank you for having me. This has been lovely. <laughs> you shared so much wisdom and so much uh, honest experience of what you've been through, of great advice for other people. And if anybody wants to get in touch with you, you want to shout out maybe your Instagram and give a little bit of a shout out as to the latest movie that they can see you in. Sure. My Instagram and my Twitter are the same handles. It's Winnie Clark. Clark with an E on the with end. With an E. Clark with an e. <laughs> and you can catch me in the film Nobody Famous on iTunes and Vimeo are the most popular platforms, but if you have like a rental platform on your smart TV, I'm sure it'll be on there as well. Okay, well let's wrap it up here. Um, have an amazing weekend and thank you again so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for doing what you do. Everyone just like this woman is so amazing. I'm so grateful and thankful for her. I'm sure you all are too. But if you're a new listener, keep listening because Julie dropped some really great truth bombs and knowledge that can incorporate in anyone's life, not just an entrepreneur. So keep listening. Or an actor. Yeah. <laughs> And that's a wrap on my interview with Winnie Clark. Isn't she amazing? I'm so grateful that she sat down with me, that she did this little adventurous podcasting picnic. I'm so grateful to call her a friend. It's been almost seven years now that we first met at the yoga studio in Toronto. So thank you, Be Hot Yoga. Thank you, Paul McQuillan. Yoga is not only amazing for the body, the mind, and the spirit. We all know that. But... The other truth that we often don't talk about and we don't ever use on our marketing material is that yoga will give you the most amazing friends and incredible community of people who believe and share the same values that you do. And one big update since we recorded last weekend, as I promised, I did watch her latest movie, Nobody Famous, and it was amazing. I highly suggest you check it out. There are some really, really juicy scenes in that movie, and I will not spoil them for you. And of course, Winnie was incredible. She's so authentic and so real. So I highly recommend you check it out. It's called Nobody Famous, and you can see it on iTunes or on Vimeo. So stay tuned next week when we dive even deeper into talking about the dip. And I have one more interview that I'm trying to line up for you, trying to keep this gender balanced and interview one of my male friends to share a bit of wisdom from his experience of the dip. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for keeping it real. And thanks for being part of these conversations because the more that you understand the ups and downs of your journey by making them conscious, the easier and more enjoyable your journey will be. And that's really what Conscious Business is all about. Thanks for hanging out with The Corporate Yogi. Remember, being an entrepreneur can be intense and isolating at times. Don't do it alone. Become part of Julie's Facebook group called Conscious Business. And if you're really serious about growing your biz, visit thecorporateyogi.com and book a free strategy session with Julie today.